Hello, welcome to He's Hot, but something's off with me, just Joey T. My neighbors have a habit of playing the piano. They must have their piano shoved up against their very big and very open window at like 9 p.m. at night, and they will play really loud music on the piano. And I think they do this probably every week. And to be honest, most weeks, I guess I don't hear it because I usually have the TV on in the background. Something on in, in the house that's making noise, music, TV, whatever, and I don't hear it. But once in a while, maybe the TV show ends and I'm like on my computer, so it's just like silent or I just don't have anything on. And their piano is so loud that I'm surprised they haven't had a noise complaint yet. Maybe I'm going to be the first person to put in a noise complaint for that piano. Like, if you're going to play loud music, can you just close your window? Like, <laughs> yeah, so someone is playing, like, a saxophone or something that I just heard. Like, if you're going to play a musical instrument, just close your windows. Like, is that easy? So um, I was going to record this a little bit earlier, but because of the loud saxophone someone's playing somewhere around here. It's one of the things I don't like about living in an apartment. I don't have the, uh, I actually think apartments are a good idea in cities because we hear all the time about how there's like a housing shortage and rents going up and house prices are going up and people can't find decent places to live. It's because we need more housing, right? And having higher density, having like condos and apartment buildings and stuff like that, low rises or whatever it's actually good in an area where there's a lot of just single family homes but me personally sometimes being in an apartment really gets on your nerves i had the next apartment next to mine for the last seven months they just wrapped up but for seven months they were doing construction it's like a two bedroom no bathroom like little apartment i don't know how it takes seven months to do construction on it to renovate it to like, I don't know what they were doing, but there were many mornings where I woke up to the sound of like hammers or drills or saws or whatever on the other side of the wall where my headboard is in my bedroom. So my apartment uh, unit, most of the walls actually are outside walls. So I've got windows, but there's um, the one wall in my bedroom that actually shares a wall with another unit and that happens to be the bedroom that I sleep in and my bed is like parked up against it so yeah it was very very annoying luckily a few weeks ago I think last month they finally wrapped up uh, I can look out my uh, back balcony and see that all their equipment junk is gone but that's just one example of like sometimes it's very annoying if you're the kind of person that just wants some peace and quiet at like 8 a.m. in the morning or like 9 p.m. at night to like get that when you live in an apartment. So my dream that I'm trying so hard to achieve is to have a single detached house, like just like a regular house where you have like space between you and your neighbors. You don't share any walls. And the other thing, oh, that's really bad about condos are HOAs because I don't want someone telling me whether I can have a washer dryer in my unit or not. And I can't have a washer and dryer in my condo because of this stupid HOA. 
wow, really came in um, hot today onto the podcast. When I get into a mood where I'm ranting, I just like really just foot to the fore, pedal to the middle, and I just go. But, oh, one more thing. There's this commercial that um, plays all the time when I'm watching TV nowadays, and it's like the Nature Made Vitamin commercial. And it's like a person that comes in, like they're waking up or something in the morning, and you know the morning is all dreary, their life is dreary, is whatever, and then it's like uh, kind of sort of like slightly depressing music. Then this person walks into the kitchen, sees like the rest of their family, and then they suddenly happen upon their nature-made multivitamins, and they take this multivitamin, and like the colors are now vivid, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, they're like a whole new person. That is like false advertising. Like I, I think they're going to get lawsuits for that because multivitamins don't have that kind of effect. If you want that type of effect when you take a pill, that's called Molly, okay? <laughs> if you want a pill that makes you very, very happy and very high energy to slump you out of your slump, it's, it, yeah, that's, that's not a multivitamin for sure. So that commercial just played. That's why I remember that. Okay, I'm going to try to not rant for the rest of this podcast. Um, but I will say um, the last few days, definitely I've been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Uh, yesterday, for example, um, I was walking to the gym and I think maybe I took a little too much pre-workout or the coffee was like extra strong uh, that I made that day. But walking to the gym, I just felt like a little weird. Sometimes if you take a little too much caffeine or a little too much pre-workout or too much Red Bull or something, you kind of feel as if your heart's beating like a little bit fast, faster than usual. Um, not to the point where it's dangerous, but I had a little bit of like that feeling. And then when I got to the gym, it was very much like blah. Felt very blah. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and usually when I get to the gym, even if I'm feeling a little bit tired, you can just kind of push through it. Um, nine times out of 10 for me anyways. But uh, I'm getting better at listening to my body. So it was definitely like, okay, let me just like do like uh, half effort where like I'm not trying to go super heavy. I'm not trying to do like the most reps or whatever. Just to like get some movement in. Uh, but I did really seriously think about partway uh, before I even got to the gym I was like I can just turn around and walk home so that for me is a flag that something is wrong something is weird I needed to take it easy but I just did like a little bit of some exercises went really light nothing heavy um still worked out for like an hour and then I came back but yeah, yeah that day just felt super super weird and being on this career break has given me a lot more alone time um and i'm very independent person i love my alone time but almost i think by now a little too much alone time and i also have uh some issues with motivation and just kind of follow through on things i have a lot of ideas for things that i think i would like to do whether um for a career or for a job or just as a hobby. Um, and uh, half the time, I won't have enough follow-through to start that thing. Even if I start that thing, it's very hard to have the follow-through to actually see that through and complete it. 
I'm surprised I did YouTube for that long, actually, for like, I don't know, is it 10 years now? And I always have this idea that I want to like write or blog or something about cars. Um, and I've given it a lot, a lot of thought. And I don't want to do that because I just know I won't be able to follow through with it. It's like a nice idea and concept in my head. But to actually do it, it's just like way too much work. And I've got so many things where I've started and I haven't finished that I'm not really letting myself start up any more stuff. But sometimes um, I just get into this uh, feeling like, oh, well, you don't have a job right now. So like you're kind of sort of bumming around a little bit. You're digging a little bit into savings. Um, you're trying to do these like other things to kind of find something you enjoy doing that also makes money, but like you're not really putting enough time and effort into it. And those things may or may not be true, right? You know, who to say whether, you know, like how much time and effort you need to put into something, right? There's no right or wrong answer to that, I guess. Yeah, so it, it's weird because I feel guilty for maybe not trying as hard as I should be in terms of like, you know, having steady income, finding like a proper job or working on these side hustles or whatever that's supposed to bring me some money or like starting the business that I'm trying to start up. But at the same time, I'm just lazy enough to not really do anything different to make the situation better. This reminds me of when I used to be in school and like dragging my feet on homework, which maybe is more relatable. Uh, no one likes doing homework. Uh, you have to do it eventually. But, you know, for me, especially early on in my college days, um, I would kind of put off doing homework and then have this like guilt or this cloud hang over me that like the homework is not done. And then I'll do it at the last minute anyways. So the strategy for me for a lot of these chores that I don't like to do very generally is I always want to get chores out of the way and complete it before I allow myself to like do something fun or enjoy myself. So that way I don't have the guilt or that voice in my head that's nagging me about something that needs to be done that's not fun, that I have to get done that's very important, um, which ruins a little bit um, my fun time until I get that thing done, if that makes any sense. So yeah, this business that I'm trying to start up, um, today was a much better day for that. You know, I've had this idea to start a business back in like, I think April is when I decided, okay, like do it, let's seriously do it. Um, and then I got the company registered, came up with a name for it, like got like the websites and domains and emails and like all that basic stuff. Started doing some samples uh, for the product, which I'm not ready to tell all of you what this business is because I don't know if this is going to be successful. I think what maybe I need for myself um, is to have a little bit more faith and confidence that, you know, maybe this is not going to be like the breakout company of the, of the year or the month even, but I just have to believe that, Hey, if I'm going to start a business, I have to believe that is going to be successful. I can't just 
have doubts or assume from the get-go before I've even started that it's not going to be successful because it's just kind of like you're you've set up your mindset to fail so I think I'm getting a little bit better at you know uh just pushing through the negativity the negativity and the doubt that I have in my head about um something not being successful because I feel like a lot of things that I've tried to like get rolling or start uh myself have been things that are like a little successful but like not super successful like it came out like okay but in the end I always think well you started this thing it it went okay was it worth the effort in the end and that answer isn't always a yes so I guess I have a little bit of that fear like oh starting a business it's pretty serious investment like you know like should you whatever doesn't work out and I think maybe that's contributing to me not putting as much effort into it as I should be to actually make it successful so um, these are these these are my therapy sessions by the way I saw a therapist last year I think I mentioned once before and we had sessions like every month or like twice a month and that's the only time that I had a therapist I feel like therapy probably would be helpful for me right now um but again i don't have a lot of money coming in and therapy is very expensive so i think this podcast and also talking to my friends it's as close i'm gonna get to therapy uh for a bit but um yeah uh today was a good day so yesterday i felt just very like up and down and up and down more down than up honestly just about like everything that's going on and i think most people sometimes have those days where just for whatever reason, maybe you can't put your finger on why, but you just have a day where like you're doubting yourself and it's just very hard to feel optimistic. Yesterday was one of those days for me. But today I was actually able to find bits and pieces of the uh, business and also like a side hustle where I was able to just like seize on that little bit of um, uh, what you might call it, um, there's like a little bit of like optimism in my head for like a split second or like I just had like an interest in doing certain parts uh, of, of, of those two projects for like a moment and I seized on it and I just took it and ran. So today I was actually fairly productive in doing some work for the business and also for uh, one of my side hustles, um, made like tangible, like did tangible things that I was able to have someone to show for it. And I felt a lot better today. Um, but yeah, I think and now I appreciate uh, more and I'm starting to understand more how people that run their own businesses, people who are like properly self-employed, how much drive and determination and like self-confidence you actually need. Uh, because when you just show up at a job as an employee, you're kind of given what to do. You're like, in an office you're in a store or a construction site or whatever and like you know what to do the things you have to do you just kind of sort of do it right you know you have like your boss or a manager or whoever you have your team that's also there so it's kind of like because there's all these people around like expecting you to do things um you do it but when it's a business that you're trying to start or you're self-employed um you need to have definitely a passion for that thing i guess as a motivator but also there are always things that um are the unsexy or grueling parts of any kind of business right um and it 
I, yeah, I'm learning that it takes a lot of self-motivation and perseverance and just like stick to uh to like do that. So yeah, um, I do have some timeline for when I want to like get this business actually launched. I mean, in my head, I have a pretty clear kind of vague timeline of like how things are supposed to go, but I'm kind of diving into the business a little bit blind because here's another thing to know about me. I'm so painfully independent that sometimes I really don't like asking for help. Um, not even just asking for help. Sometimes I don't like even looking for help when it doesn't even involve asking. So um, this is one of those things where um, I know I don't know anything about starting a business, but somehow I feel like I don't need slash want to talk to other people to get their advice. And I somehow feel like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out myself as I go along. I'll use the resources uh, that are available to me, like online, the internet, basically, to like figure things out as I go along. And like, I'll be able to like do it myself. So that's definitely like the very independent part of me um, that's giving, that's putting me on that path. Whereas I think objectively, I know Starting a business is probably not easy and having help or just talking to other people that have done it should be very, very helpful. Um, but I'm going to, that's, that's for a future Joey to worry about. But right now I'm happy enough um, with the progress of starting the business. And I go back and forth on whether I want to go back to the nine to five, go back to the IT career or not. I feel like, I can kind of sort of always go back to a nine to five. There's always a nine to five that you can go back to if that's what you've been doing. So um, I think it'd be convenient to like randomly get a nine to five job or even like a part time office job. Just have like some money come in while like try to start the business uh, so that I'm not completely like keep digging into my savings. So that's an option as well. Uh, I just don't want to get back in a situation where I get an office job and I instantly start to hate it right away because um, I hated my previous job, office job, so much. Um, so I'm uh, very picky about any type of office job that I take on. Yeah, so the I, I didn't think the career break would last this long. I thought, well, well, three to six months. We're, we're I think we're month seven right now. I thought... Career break would be three to six months. And then during the three to six months, I would have figured some stuff out. But I don't think I, I don't think I figured out what I had wanted to figure out. So a bit of a question mark. Um, but definitely doing the side hustle that I have, one of the side hustles, I'm leaning into it a lot more um, and kind of sort of making a business out of it. And it's actually pretty enjoyable and then starting the actual real business, uh, that's just like something, again, I've never tried to do before. And I'm just kind of like diving into the deep end and we'll see if that sticks or not. It's going to take a bit of an investment uh, money-wise. So I think that's why maybe I'm a little bit scared of it. It's going to take like a whole chunk of capital investment to get that started. Um, but what I remind myself all the time is like, nothing is nothing is permanent except death and taxes. Like, 
I might try to start this business. Maybe it fails or I can't get it off the ground. And I just have to like keep reminding myself, if this doesn't work out, you can go do something else. Like there's a million ways to make money. Like if I have to go back to the nine to five, fine, but I'll go back and do a nine to five. And if I don't like the nine to five, I can quit that again and I can go do something else. Um, so that's what I keep reminding myself. And that gives me um, a sense of relief because sometimes I get so in my head about, oh, anytime I do anything, it's, it's like some sort of permanent, concrete, lifelong commitment. And like nothing is. And I didn't really realize I was taking decisions so seriously until um, about six or seven years ago. And I was um, in San Francisco still. And then I was working for Google and I was been there for this is near the end of my tenure there for seven years. And I got this job offer for um, a pretty sweet job. Actually, this is the job that I, I used to have in Santa Monica. And I was super, super on the fence about whether I should like quit Google, which is the only full time job I've known uh, since then, since I graduated college to like go work for this like a known startup in LA and everything kind of clicked for me when I realized you're not you're not working for this company in Santa Monica for the rest of your life you're not locked in there if you go there you move to LA you work for this company and it doesn't work out you can just find a different job like the job is not permanent so it sounds so simple but once I realized that it was very easy to make decision to actually um, quit Google and work for this startup in Santa Monica. And I did in 2017. I quit Google and then I moved down to LA. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm reminding myself now. Like, you know, if like if one door closes, another door opens. Nothing is like permanent. You know, if there's something you don't like, um, you know, go change it. So that's what I'm trying to keep in my head, uh, but also trying to like, give myself a little bit of kick in the ass to like, okay, you know, like don't just sit in the couch, watch TV all day. Like actually start doing some work for this business you're trying to start. All right. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is um, the threats app. Uh, that is, I mean, I guess for tech people, it's like something that's been making the news a lot. So the threats app, the app that you can get on a phone is Instagram's competitor to Twitter. So Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably heard all the news around Twitter, how Elon Musk owns it now, and he's, like, fired, like, a whole ton of people, and there's all these issues with Twitter. I've never been a Twitter person, really. I tried to do Twitter, like, seven, eight years ago and just post things on there, but, like, I just didn't really resonate with the idea of doing tweets all the time. Yeah, so I don't do Twitter, really, but... When the Threads app came out, uh, because I'm, I use Instagram, well, I was going to say I use Instagram all the time, but uh, it's more accurate to say Instagram is the social media app that I use the most. I wouldn't say I'm posting things on Instagram all the time. I definitely don't. Um, I have periods where I just don't post anything on Instagram, and sometimes I feel like it, and I'll post like five pictures in the day. So for me, it's really like, up and down for Instagram. But I, I, I'll go through my Instagram all the time. I'll look at what other people are posting, even though I don't post all the time on my own Instagram. But threads being uh, from Instagram um, and 
me being a techie and it was kind of like the big news right now, the big tech uh, thing that's happening right now. Um, went ahead and downloaded it. And I'm kind of sort of posting some stuff uh, on threads, but it's really weird because it's like a brand new app and it's got a whole ton of users that are signed up already. So apparently it only launched last week, I think, and it's already got over 100 million users, basically just pulling all the users from Instagram over because Threads is an Instagram app, like a sister app to Instagram, basically. But when I'm on the feed, it's recommending me the most like weird things, I guess because it's such a new app that the algorithms aren't trained yet. So I've got some of my friends are on it from Instagram and Facebook. Most of them are not yet. So I'll see mostly in the feed, it's posts from random people, um, like completely random. So the algorithm just pulled them out of thin air. It's got a few ads in there. Or it's like people uh, that uh, have posted something my friends on the Threads app have replied to. Whereas, you know, if you go on like Twitter or like Facebook or Instagram, the feed that you get, it's like the algorithms are pretty mature on those. You're going to see um, a good amount of stuff from your friends. It's going to show you some ads and it's going to show you uh, some things based on what it thinks you're interested in, right? That works decently for most people. Once the algorithm, if, if the algorithms are mature and they're good and they're doing a good job on the Threads app, the algorithms are very fresh. Um, even though they've got a lot of users, therefore a lot of data, also from people's like Instagrams, which is linked to your Instagram account. It's got a lot of data to like train the algorithms on, but the algorithms are very young. So like when I'm on the feed, it's like, I don't want to see half this stuff or like I have no idea where most of this stuff is coming from. Every day that I go into the feed on the Threads app, it feels like I'm getting a different version of the algorithm. One day it was show me a bunch of like stuff about like R&B rap celebrities, singers. And then the next day it was like a bunch of like NBA sports stuff. And like, I don't know where it pulled any of that stuff because it should figure it out from my Instagram history. And it's the same account that like I'm into neither like rap or NBA. So yeah, it's really, really weird. I'm trying to do little like status update post type things uh, on the threats app so if you want to follow me um it's linked from my instagram just joey t and then i have the same username on the threats app so there you go and finally to wrap it up let's talk just a little bit about rupaul's drag race some starts season eight we're down to almost the very end so we're down to the uh top two now jessica wilde uh went home uh this past uh episode unfortunately um, but if you haven't already, I would recommend you go watch um, the Roscoe's uh, viewing party of RuPaul's Drag Race from this past uh, week. Um, it's on YouTube. They always post it there. But Jessica Wow was uh, one of the guests on uh, the, uh, the party, the viewing party. And she's hilarious. Like, I thought she was hilarious on the show. But, like, she was so funny Uh in that viewing party at Roscoe's. And also one thing that she said, I really like, resonated with, and uh, she was talking about her accent, and she also got an audience question about that. She was basically saying how, 
some people gave her feedback about her comment or whatever, or and also she thought, um, you know, when she was younger that the accent was like getting in the way or it was something to uh, be like ashamed of. And now she just totally owns it. And I kind of resonated with that because I have like a little bit of an accent. And also sometimes my ESL comes through because English is my first language. Um, if I had to like write an essay, like it will be fine. You know, I know the right words to use and the grammar is good. I think I should feel like I maybe better grammar than like the average person. Um, I know the difference between your and you are, and I never used the wrong one, for example. Um, but when I'm talking, sometimes I know I'll flub a word or like use like the wrong tense, even though I know what the right tense to use for a word is and things like that. Um, so yeah, like her saying that I really related to, she's so damn funny. I really hope she wins the fame games. And the next episode that's coming up, uh, this week, uh, it, tomorrow, she come out tomorrow is an episode where they bring all the contestants back, all the queens back from the season. And it's basically a uh, fame games uh, talent extravaganza. So I actually really want to see, really excited for this episode because I kind of want to see all the queens again. And I think it's going to be a really great way for all the queens to kind of showcase and kind of fight for uh, who wins the fame games and it gives everybody a chance to showcase um, themselves and their talent uh, like one more time uh, before voting begins uh, which is like later on this week so I think that's really really great to see all right that wraps up another episode of the podcast a reminder you can get the video version of this podcast on Spotify and also on my YouTube channel just Joey T until next time bye <laughs>